Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the G&T. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right, that's right. Now, Bolo's a performer. Hey! <laughs> and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you a professional... Professional? Professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race UK. UK. All right, are you ready? I'm more than ready. All right, well, welcome back to Spilling the G&T with myself and Dr. Tom. Hi. So this is part two of us reviewing episode one of Drag Race RuK. Mm-hmm. That's right. Drag Race RuK. <laughs> you heard that here first. All right? From the queen of puns herself. That's right. So... Um, <laughs> Our first podcast looked, uh, well, part one looked at the first impressions of the drag queens mm-hmm. and entrance also their looks. entrance to the workroom looks. This podcast is going to be looking at the main stage and that's also right. the lip syncs. Yep. That's right. So the latter half of the episode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are still new to podcasting. Well, I think mm-hmm. we're doing pretty okay now. <laughs> um, but we'll, we we'll leave that to you to decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess we we can get quite loquacious at times. Loquacious. Loquacious. <laughs> I went to I went to middle school with her. <laughs> I'm in the school loquacious. No, I guess we uh, we do get carried away, but it's I think it's all, all quality stuff. Uh, the first episode was jam packed, wasn't yep. it? There was a lot to talk about. Exactly. So many first impressions. Um, so many looks. So why not? divide it up and provide you guys with twice as much quality content how lucky you are <laughs> until the new episode comes out on thursday now um yeah one thing i do want to encourage is that if you if you've got any opinions or any comments that you want to make with regards to drag race crew k or what we say let us know mm. i don't know how they're gonna to be honest i don't know how you'll find us yet um, for you to tell us, but wherever, if I post it on Facebook or if I post it on Instagram, feel free to send, send a message. Absolutely, engage with it. I mean, you know what? <laughs> you know, here's the best engagement. Who I love reading the comments when people post. It's on the GMDC page. Uh huh. People they have opinions. Wow, and so they should. Yes, I, I I never try to like jump into like you know like when someone posts something. I I try to stay out of it, but because mm-hmm. I'm quite shy. I mean, you have yeah, you have many. Sh- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You, what's wrong with you? Do you can I you put your white, your I white know. male privilege in your pocket? There was something I was going to say, then I realized I wasn't responding to what you were saying. You are very shy, very retiring. You're a wallflower. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, some say I'm mute. Mm. I want to say thanks to B. B. Ah, Thank you. The fabulous B. Who made that that beat that you hear in the beginning and for the outro? I mean, I thank you so much. I B, love zo- it. You find him a zombie king. Thank you so much. It's I really feel like a real podcaster with that really music going on. And B is such a talented musician. You guys should go check out. We should somehow provide people with some links to, to B's work. Yeah, well, to the to our five listeners, yes. we shall directly WhatsApp you. <laughs> <laughs> For now, we will directly WhatsApp you because, uh, yes, that's <laughs> that's our reach at the moment. <laughs> uh, we usually do have a G and T while we um mm-hmm. while we spill the G and T, but um, the prices have gone up as oh. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're just back to normal tea. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to follow us on OnlyFans <laughs> and our Patreon, <laughs> no, we got none of that. We got none of that. All right. So. Um, um, let's let's look into the episode, the rest of the episode. Oh, first of all, let's look at the prizes. Now, mm. the prizes for um, Drag Race this year is well, there is none. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, okay, it's a potential okay. launch pad is well, it? yeah. The winner is whisked away to Hollywood to film their own digital series. Ooh, ooh. ooh. I mean. <laughs> I know times are hard with Brexit, <laughs> but a competition with no cash prize. By the time Brexit rolls around, she won't be allowed back into the UK. 
I think a core facet for most queens doing drag race is it gets me exposure and my booking fee goes up. Definitely. I think that's one mm. of the good things. Their booking fee goes up, the mm. Instagram goes up, and they've got opportunity on that platform yeah. to make money. Absolutely. And even your first out girls, if they could be memorable, and just by being able to say from RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm pretty sure it instantly increases their booking fee. Mm. Do you think that because the the prize is a digital series, that a lot of the challenges for this season is going to be performance-based? That's a really interesting question, actually. Yeah. They're going to want a girl who can sustain a di digital series. Mm -hmm. That takes a range of talents. It takes personality. Yep. I guess we don't know what form it's going to take. Is it going to be a fly-on-the-wall documentary? Is it going to have some sort of performance aspect? Will she be acting? Will she be funny? Will she just look gorgeous? What does she need for this show? A lot of the questions that I'm hearing at the moment is I, everyone's asking or wondering why there's no prize. Mm. And the reason for that is because it's produced by the BBC. So it means it's funded with public money from the license fee. So they really can't justify prize money for that. Mm. And also any program on BBC that's publicly funded, they can't receive sponsorship. Yes. Now we do find out later on though that one of the prizes for the main stage is a Rue Peter badge. Mm. Now I have no idea what that is. Can you please tell me <laughs> what the heck that is? It's a reference to a real British institution called blue peter it's um a show aimed at young people that whew, i don't know when it started but is i'm pretty sure it held the record for longest running children's show i actually don't know if it's running anymore because i'm kind of not in their age bracket nope. anymore um and um yeah it, it, it's just a, an iconic british institution and um, people who'd been on Blue Peter or had notable achievements got a Blue Peter badge to show their affiliation to the show. And once upon a time, it was a highly prized item and showed that you're a absolutely British elite. Okay. You know? Well, congrats on whoever wins it for this episode. Yeah, Let's yes. get into it for the um, the main stage. Now, the category is dumb because there's no cash prize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, there's two categories, actually, for the main stage. The first category is queen of your hometown. Yeah, queen which, of your hometown. Which is when you have to create a look that's quintessentially where you're from. Yeah. And then the second look is Queen Elizabeth realness. Now, it's very reminiscent of the Lady Gaga mm -hmm. um challenge for the season, season nine, nine opening episode let's get into it yes yes please okay, so the first queen to walk the runway is crystal biff crystal is an east london party girl she's been out all weekend and she still looks great that's one bender i want to go on on my head i'm wearing 10 kilos of pearls and the swish is amazing the gloves are completely hand appliqued it's where kitsch meets fashion it's totally east london there. Well, let's talk about Crystal's look. What are your thoughts? Well, her, her hometown queen look, I mean, the first thing I'd say, it didn't, like, give me East London. I didn't look her and think, oh, yeah, she's, she's, you know, she's an East London queen. We were talking about, you know, your classic East London regions. You, you mentioned Shoreditch, didn't you? I didn't think she was sort of like this this hip, arty Shoreditch creature. Mm. The, the, the phrase three-day bender plastered across her tummy. Like, there were elements that were really pretty, especially from the neck up. Um, it just didn't come together as a look, and it didn't scream hometown to me. I'll tell you what I didn't like. One thing I don't like is when you have a disclaimer, mm -hmm. and more so when you have a um, 
signage of some <laughs> sort. Okay, yes. so she walks down the runway and she already has on their three day bender. Mm. Like I don't want you to tell me. I feel like that's cheating when mm. it comes to communicating a look, communicating mm-hmm. art, yes. communicating fashion. I don't want you to tell me what your look is because she had that three day sight bender on her. I want you to show me a three day bender. I yeah. want you to start off on a Friday evening after mm-hmm. work, and I want you to gradually show you. Kind of disintegrating into like drunkenness, that would have been so fun. losing a heel, losing yeah. an losing an earring, a bottle, a, b- a bottle comes <laughs> out of nowhere, and you just start like slagging all over the stage, slagging. Uh, you know, well, yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden, one of the pit crew guys comes around, and you're like, you're with him, and like, I want you to demon, I want you to show me what a three day mm. bender is. It could have been a set of reveals, essentially. Exactly. It? It like in losing her jacket, she could have lost her house keys. Yeah. Like you say, she could have just acted in a progressively more inebriated state lost her cell phone halfway through yeah yeah i just um, i don't know I, I, that's what i didn't like about crystal smudge the makeup etc you know okay now let's look at crystal's um hmm. elizabeth uh, queen elizabeth realness look yeah. yeah i thought she looked well put together it was nice it was safe it was glitter it was glamour yeah i think there's plenty to like about this outfit um the there's a lot of detail uh on in the in the sort of jacket portion and she gave it a drag twist there was sort of the the red fabric i think had a sort of pvc effect to it the the sash was sequined it was very much you know a high camp glam drag take on a military jacket give me michael jackson vibes actually it was very yeah. much his uniform well, one thing she did say is um she was going for military dominatrix mm. and i didn't see any dominatrix in there i mean she was, she was wafting her whip around in quite yeah. a vague fashion was that you know first time <laughs> yeah first, first time, time drag first time dominatrix they're like <laughs> wee <laughs> woo <laughs> she, she, she That's alluded, what I thought. She described feeling confident and control, but she did not convey that through her movements. I yeah. don't think um, the runway is a performance. And oh, Ru- yeah. Rue said when she was given criteria for this challenge, she said something about like creativity and runway presentation. Exactly. It's an opportunity to perform. So Good. do it, especially if you're adopting a character like Dominatrix. Yeah. That's a strong and defined character. It wasn't Dominatrix it. at all. I wasn't getting, you know, Madonna erotica era vibes, which, you know, in my sanitized little brain, that's a Dominatrix. No, I wasn't scared either. There was no intimidation coming coming out of her as a Dominatrix. It was just... She wasn't sexy like, either. Yeah, I've got a whip. Woo! But Dominatrix is also sexy. She's mm. not just intimidating and, and powerful. And yeah, she wasn't giving us any of that really. So, are we thinking sort of gorgeous outfit, not a great runway presentation? Well, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I agree. Right, I agree with us. Thanks. Well, next up we have Cheryl Holmes. I'm representing for all the Essex girls. We've got a glitz and glam, classy white dress. I've got a spray tan that's patchy, you know. Just need to let it settle a bit. I'm being a blonde bobshell because that's who I am. Um, well, I loved the Tabby look, the Essex look. Um, she had her little skater dress, her blow-dried blonde hair, um, and the funny touches like the um, the patchy fake tan, the bit of toilet paper stuck to her heel. It was all fab. Um, and she looked like she just she was either rolling out of Sugar Hut or on her way on a shopping trip. Um, couldn't quite decide which, but she looked gorgeous either way. I do want to say that she um, did the exact Alyssa Edwards <laughs> um, runway 
walk, mm. which was the um, the leg kick, the pointing to where she's walking to, and then the head leg, mm. and she did that. So, I mean, I've already said before that she's already coming out quite produced, yeah, quite production aware, quite already for me, Laganja slash Alice Edwards, and mm. this just reinforces what I'm already thinking. I agree. There was there was, you know. There were the Alyssarisms that you just pointed out. Yeah. I th- what I would hope for Cheryl is that she sheds that as the series goes on and we see more of her own personality instead of adopting somebody else's a- affectation. All right, now let's look at Cheryl's queen look. I thought her queen look was quite pedestrian, actually. I just thought it was just um, an elderly in a nice pink coat, which is reinforced later on by the Vivian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheryl Hole, just a pretty pink coat, isn't it? <laughs> it was just a nice pink coat, wasn't it? It was just a nice pink coat, wasn't um, it? <laughs> fabulous accent. Though. That was it. Um, I uh, I agree. I think pedestrian's the word, really. Um, she, uh, it was it was lacking detail was the crucial thing. As the judges pointed out, she didn't have a handbag. The, the Queen doesn't go anywhere without a handbag. Mm. In this phase of her life, anyway, she's not gone anywhere without a handbag. Do you know that she conveys secret messages with a handbag to her well, aides? Yeah, p- apparently she does. Mm. I, I think there's a, probably a whole language there that I'm not fully aware of, but she can tell when she wants people to be moved along and that sort of thing. Very interesting, the hidden life of uh, Our Majesty. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's not a huge amount to say about this other than it. W- she was pretty. Um, but it was a bit of a pedestrian. I mean, she got the silhouette right. She got that classic queenie silhouette, and she got the color blocking right. But it was lacking in detail. It was lacking in drag. Mm. <laughs> Voice raised. Sorry, it was, <laughs> but it was. It was lacking in drag. Like what? <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, that's 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 what I feel. Anyway, let's move on. Next up was something Wong. I wanted to go as the most iconic thing in Birmingham, and that is the Birmingham Boring. I got my huge horns, I got my nose ring, and I'm strutting that runway as hard as I can. And um, her first look is, well, she's from Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. And I didn't get the reference about the um, the horns. I guess I was aware she was from Birmingham, and then I saw how she came out, and I thought, oh, the bull ring, the bull ring. It's one of the most prominent buildings in Birmingham. It's a big shopping center. Um, and yeah, I saw the horns, I saw the, the nose ring and I thought, yeah, bull ring. And other than that, I think it was a fun camp draggy outfit. What did you think? I didn't think much, but a horn and a nose ring. Mm. I mean, it was a nice sequined floor length dress with a big slit down the front. It gave me drag, um, and it gave me Birmingham. I thought, oh, bull ring Birmingham. She's already letting us know that she's comfortable on the runaway. Mm. The way that she walked for it, and she did it. Um, she's she's us that she's a comedy queen because um she does she's got this humongous horn on her. She does that little yeah. um yeah raw rory type of arms Moo. and then she's like walking across the stage. Mm. So yeah, I think that was quite cute. That was quite fun. Yeah. So I think we saw her performance style there and her sense of camp and fun, didn't we? Let's talk about her queen look. I think mm. she. 
just put her stamp on the competition. Really, really fun. With this look. Her <laughs> stamp on the competition. Well, that's not original. RuPaul said that already on oh. the show. So. Oh, I was going to give you credit for that. Well, don't give me. No, I want credit I, for I my was original. Thinking some, some I want to be original. One. Okay, something wrong. She's, something's not the only one who does puns. Yeah. Paolo does too. <laughs> my pun game is okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was fabulous, this really, wasn't it? I mean... Again, her performance style came in, don't you think? Yes, yeah. the way. Um, so she was. So um, something more came in as the queen, the stamp, mm-hmm. the, the you know the stamp as the queen, and she was holding a box, um, which encased her face in a um a stamp like image, and she walks down the runway mm-hmm. with it. The amazing thing is she doesn't turn sideways. Mm-hmm. She MC hammers. <laughs> she MC hammered sideways looking profile giving mm. you the profile look of the coin and the stamp I just thought that it was genius mm. and it was comedy and then when she turned around and said lick me at the yeah. back like a stamp like it was a cr- it was it was like a double entendre in some sort of way <laughs> I think I really think something Wong did something white excellent, with this look excellent it was everything right she was yeah. amazing she nailed this challenge. I think she she just conveyed that she's somebody who gets drag. She gets that drag is fun, camp, silly, and funny, and that's what she did. If I was to give one criticism, is that nothing was going on with the outfit below the box. But perhaps that was kind of actually artistic intent to draw attention to the box. I think it was amazing. Moving on, next up we had Blue Hydrangea. <laughs> I'm representing Belfast. The Harland and Wolf Koreans helped build the Titanic, and also my dad and my granddad worked on them. All tea, no crane. <laughs> <laughs> this hair is perfectly coiffed. The outfit is stoned head to toe, and I'm wearing 150 ply ostrich feather. What are your thoughts in there? I don't have many besides the fact that she looked good. And I'm not she surprised because gorgeous. she's a makeup queen. I mean, I, she I, looked good. I saw like bumblebee colors because um, she was black and yellow. She's a very waspy bumblebee. But she was representing Belfast. And mm-hmm. if I was representing Belfast, she was making references to Belfast being a place that made the Titanic to help produce or create the, the Titanic. Isn't that correct? It is, and she yeah. had some crane kind of. What was it like? Some kind of. It was, was, you know, I have to profess my ignorance here. I mean, I've been to Belfast. I don't particularly remember big yellow and black cranes, but perhaps it's something that means a lot more to the people of Belfast because she said that her father and grandfather had worked for that particular shipbuilding company. If she wanted to communicate strongly that she was, um, that Belfast helped create the Titanic, I would have come down. Absolutely. Something reminiscent of the Titanic. When I think of Belfast and I think of iconic things associated with Belfast, you can't get much more iconic than the Titanic. Yeah. So That's what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> How you'd pull that together in a tasteful... Well, does it have to be tasteful? It's drag. How you'd pull that together in a cohesive way, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it would be more successful than what she did. She looked pretty. Yeah. What about her queen look? What did you think? Her queen look well, it was it was fabulous. I thought um, so. It's similar in concept to something Wong, really, in that she came as something that the queen's face is plastered all over, i.e., a coin. Um, it was beautifully executed. Um, looked gorgeous. Minor criticism: I don't think she, when she turned to the side, you could see that like her neck wasn't painted, even though the coin came all the way around 
her neck. While her face was silver, the neck was not. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because in some angles, actually, um, it showed, you know how on the coin, you've, you've got the queen's head. On mm-hmm. the coin, you've got the queen's head, and it's there's a curvature on her neck where it cuts off that mm-hmm. only shows the face. I thought she actually painted her face and her neckline to mimic that curvature. When she turned to the side, yes. um, the the back of her neck was not painted. The back of her neck. Okay, well, the side of her neck, I thought, was. It, you could see the line going down the side of the neck. Uh, okay, Timmy Brown. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, you, uh, hold up. Hold up. Hold, hold up. <laughs> Somebody up there on that judging panel <laughs> who's got a line uh, going down her neck. Yeah, like well, I think you're just being quite critical. I think her look was amazing. I think the concept was good. Um, she came in doing the profile coin image. The dress was copper, which was the same color. I, I think she had a cohesive look. I said it was a minor criticism, yeah. uh, but I think for somebody who describes himself as a very look-oriented queen, I think attention to detail counts for a lot. All right. Well, well obviously, Blue, Blue, I know you're listening. Can Thank you please incorporate this for the next <laughs> the next week's chat? Yeah, I'm sure you're taking notes, Blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just, just message us, babes. We got you. <laughs> okay, next up we have Beggar. I'm staggering down that runway. I've just been on the piss. Hey, Valerie! She's doing the walk of shame from my place last night. Oh, dear. <laughs> my neighbourhood, baby, listen. I love my little neon dress. Got my cigarette in my wig. Oh, yes. Amy Winehouse is here. All right, beggar. What are you going to buy beggars? The beggar's look like was jet. she's from Camden, London Camden. Well, and Sorry, I cut across you there. Yeah, you do that a lot. Mm. Can you just check your white privilege at the door, please? Sorry. <laughs> I think she nailed it. I believed it. Now, she came in as Amy Winehouse. Okay, she, str- she told a story. You know how I was criticizing mm. Crystal about riding three-day bend on her? Um, Beggar walks out. And I think she's been on a whole week bender. She's <laughs> drunk. She doesn't know where she is. She walks out. Uh, her her image and her style, her aesthetic, very reminiscent of Amy Winehouse. Very she's stumbling so. on the stage, um, cigarette in her hair. Yeah. She's got um, a heel in her hand. Um, she's got a drink, a, a bottle of there. She's just, she sold it. Performance was sold. She had it in the bagger. <laughs> she had it in the bagger. Yeah. I think we're going to be saying that a lot, aren't we? But um, her Winehouse look, the, I think it was all in the performance here, and it, I think it shows Bagger's strength in the sense that she, as you say, she stumbled around. She gave she gave us Amy Winehouse feels. Um, if we're looking at the outfit, like again, maybe a couple of details that I'd pick on. Maybe the hair wasn't quite big enough. Amy Winehouse's hair in real life was actually bigger than than bagger was wearing and bagger's a drag queen so therefore it should have been even further exaggerated it should have been like marge simpson absolutely yeah yeah skyscraper levels and other than that i mean i'm being quite picky really um can we just can we just um, look at two things one thing is that um a lot of people will think that's it's quite insensitive of Mm. her to do amy winehouse because she died from drugs and alcohol and she's walking in and reviving amy winehouse mm. in that sort of state yeah. but to me that's just drag i fully and agree. british humor like i would not choose to be offended by that you know i'm sure pr- 
perhaps somebody who knew Amy Winehouse personally could be offended by that, but that's the nature of dark humour. And the nature it's, of drag. Yeah, I, I, I think we're both pretty much on the same page when it comes to offensive humour in drag. Drag is, a, or can be, a fairly radical art form, and I think it should be provocative and should push boundaries, mm. and that, that means at a baseline using dark humour, and that's what was evident here. I didn't know Amy. I would guess she would have laughed at this. What do you think about Beggar's Queen look? Um, it was. I thought Beggar's Queen look was a more successful version of Cheryl's. Really, they were quite similar in that they were predominantly pink, very similar silhouette. Um, um, I thought she looked gorgeous. She had the glasses. There were details there, and it was the performance again. She gave us the wave. She gave yes. us the disdainful glance. I was going to say the difference between Beggar and Cheryl is that Beggar walked in. She really transformed her character mm. from the um, Amy Winehouse into the Queen, and she did add the Beggar crudeness with the. She did. Yeah. This is going to be her hallmark, I think. Nothing's going to be too serious with Bagger, and she's. Oh, we can always trust her to lower the tone. I think you can trust Bagger to give you British drag. <laughs> now, I don't even know what British drag is, but I think so far she's the one that's bringing British realness. I think you've got an idea. I think you, I think you've got quite a firm grasp on it. I think. Well, that's yeah. I think well, I, kind of well, I think she's the one that's communicating that the most. You can trust a British drag queen to utilize filthy, provocative humor. Um, and she's delivering it in spades. I want to say that she. Um, I want to say that she's also serving Dolores Umbridge realness. <laughs> like, if any, are there, are there any Harry Potter fans she? out there? Like, she was so reminiscent. She <laughs> reminded me she was very much Dolores Umbridge, and like she had a purse. I would have died if, as a little, instead of scratching her ass, I would have died if she just gave a cheeky little look to the camera and pulled out a wand. <laughs> really fun idea. I reckon I would have criticised her for um, muddying the theme if she'd done that. Oh, God. Anyway. Well, next up we have our scout sister, Vivian. Yeah, Vivian. And she is serving you oh Pete Burns' goodness. realness. Yeah, Was I go. excited <laughs> about that? <laughs> My hometown look is giving you the biggest Liverpool icon there is, Pete Burns. This look is encapsulating everything Liverpool is about. Music, fashion, gender bending. Tell me, what do you think about the look? Well, it took me a moment to clock the the Pete Burns look. Because, um, to be honest, we were both expecting that if if the Vivian was doing hometown realness, she would have mm. come out in classic Scouse, heated rollers, juicy couture, tracksuit on her way down the asda patchy tans not patchy tan dear flawless tan this is liverpool um (laughs) and um just you know glamming herself up to the hilt but she went for pete burns who as paulo knows anybody who knows me knows i'm a massive fan of pete burns of dead or alive fame most well known of course for you spin me around massive international number one hit in the 80s uh, well um she did pay homage to the you spin me around she did a little spin around, around, like a, uh, she did the round, round, she round. did the um she she did spin round round she and round, did. round i think that vivian is the queen of rbf which i think's ibf <laughs> rbf RBF? Resting bitch face. <laughs> well, Pete Burns had resting bitch face in space. Towards the the latter half of his life, of course, he couldn't really move his face because he had so much plastic surgery. But also, somebody you could trust for an acerbic put-down, a witty, catty comment, a real 
witty, amazing character, Pete Burns. Obviously, sadly passed away a couple of years ago. I just thought it was. I thought it was a really good entrance. It was great. Yeah, it was a great entrance to her first runway. Gorgeous Vivian Westwood, top to toe, um, and you know, remarkable um, contouring and the illusion of Pete Burns as well. Yeah, because she she'd really gently sort of carved in those high plumped cheeks that Pete had and the the huge pout. What did you think about her queen look? Amazing transformation is the the main thing. I a hundred percent. I think that's something that really really came across was it was. She definitely transformed not just the um, costumes of mm-hmm. the, what she was wearing, but the makeup transformation as well. Definitely. And again, um, she must have gone all the way. She must have wiped it all off and started again because she went all the way down to the contouring yeah. um, with with these looks. Now, there's you have to listen to this clip <laughs> of what so there was a, a great banter where Michelle Visage was talking <laughs> about <laughs> Michelle Visage was talking about um her queen look, Vivian's queen look, and she's talking about um she's talking about how she has prosthetics and the Vivian's coming back saying, No, that's just my nose. <laughs> so you have to listen to this clip here. Your queen look was fantastic. You've got prosthesis, you've got I have her, this is my face. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that's, this is my face. <laughs> that's your nose. Trust me. <laughs> No, I don't mean that rudely. So what you have is full, full makeup on just in the back with yeah, highlighter. Uh-huh. And there's lighter contour, but yeah. there's no darker contour. So I don't ever see it kind of like that. <laughs> You've literally changed your entire face by coming out here like that. Michelle, that's her nose. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. So that was the clip. And um, it just hit me in laughs. <laughs> it hit me in laughs. It just, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so good. just great back and forth, wasn't it? It was, mm. and like RuPaul's reaction, RuPaul's mm. just listening, like, "Girl, Michelle, shut up, <laughs> that's your nose." And um, you can't see, it, but Ellen, Ellen's face was just like, yeah. <laughs> "He was a guy." Like, what's happening? Like, stop, stop, stop. Mm. But a great original point of reference for her queen look as well. You know, wandering around Balmoral, some fun camp props in the form of the the dead ducks just a great look i thought fun original camp the next queen that we head up as vinegar strokes i'm serving queen of london town i've got the thames just covering my midriff everybody's talking about vinegar (laughs) up north we're serving two lovely camden towns and down south we're serving a lovely peckham i'm repping london on the runway and it feels amazing the vinegar strokes um was representing london Mm -hmm. and she walks out with this squiggly line over her that you don't realize until later that it's the thames which is the river and <laughs> to be honest, it looks like it looks like a smurf just all over her front. It took a while to clock, didn't it? I mean, I clocked it after a little while because it's so familiar to me from the EastEnders, you know, opening credits. I mean, it but was you odd. To, you have to look at those who have never seen EastEnders. Mm-hmm. You have to look at those who aren't from London, who don't know the teams. Like, I lived in London for about two and a half years. You did. And I didn't clock anything until <laughs> someone's, until RuPaul's famous lines, Thames, Thames, <laughs> Thames across <laughs> the board. And only then did I realize it was a Thames. It was an odd look. It was an unremarkable jumpsuit with a peplum. When you think of the number of iconic 
landmarks and images associated with London. She could have done something related to Big Ben, uh, a Beefeater, uh, a Red London bus, um, anything really. Um, so many different options and... It's just, it's just disappointing, really, because we, ha- we we really like Vinegar and we have really high hopes for right, her. London, what do you think? I think London, I think of the guards. I think London, mm. I think of the West End. Mm-hmm. And nowhere else in the UK has the West End. She has first-hand she, experience she, the She's first-hand experience. I would have painted half of my face as Alphaba. The other yeah. half is Simba or Nala. Yeah. And a quarter of me holding the Book of Mormon. <laughs> I would have <laughs> represented all the musicals on the West End. That would have been fun, uh, there's actually. A, there's Harry Potter, platform running three-quarters. There's just mm. so much that she could have taken, and she took that squiggly um, line. Anything really? Um, so many different options. Let's look at Vinegar Strokes's queen look. Now she wore um, the it's yellow, sort of lemon yellow caftan affair, and I will say she looked gorgeous. I I I love the overall look, and she had a turban as well. And it was an interesting point of reference because uh, when you look back, the the queen. Especially when she was on tour, did wear caftans. Um, there are plenty of images of her out there in the seventies touring, particularly sort of the Middle East, um, wearing caftans. Although she did seem to wear it with a crown, usually. I think. I think when I think of caftans, I think of like Elizabeth Taylor. Really, I'll tell you what I thought. Um, I thought that. She <laughs> Well, she looked like a fortune teller. <laughs> and she looked like Whoopi Goldberg and as a ghost. Mm. And um, I just want to say, wh- I, I, when I saw her walk out in this look, I wanted to tell her what she told that guy. Mm. I wanted to be like, Vinegar, honey, you in danger, danger girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to tell her. Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> when she walked out in that caftan and the... That turban. I mean, mm. she's got her walk. She she does have that signature walk. She's she got does. that same walk going on, just the sum of the one hand. Um, yeah, interesting take on it. Again, not 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 the worst queen on the runway. No, I'll tell I you who the think. worst the queen on the runway is. Moving on to our next one, <laughs> it's Gothic Kendall. Oh, coincidence. Meow. I'm embodying all the fierceness of my hometown, Red Leicester Cheese and the Leicester Tigers. On the runway, I am bricking it, but I'm doing my best to serve my fiercest runway walk. Tigers are scary, but a little pussy never hurt anyone. Moving on to our next one, <laughs> it's Gothic Kendall. Oh, coincidence. Category is just awkward, awkward in, in the, the body. body. <laughs> There's nothing Blaster. wrong with you, Gothic. You're just awkward in the body. <laughs> she is <laughs> awkward in the body. Um, there's nothing fashion forward about her outfit for someone who says she's avant-garde. Absolutely. Um, you used the word pedestrian to describe Cheryl. Very much so. This was the most pedestrian of all the outfits. She was wearing like a wrap mini dress, a black wrap mini dress. And she had her face painted like a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best description of her look actually comes from Ellen Carr. I'll play the clip now. When she came out in that first outfit as the tiger, she looks like an estate agent that's gone to Regent's Park Zoo and said, can you face paint me face for 50p? And then she's gone back into work and gone, what do you think, girls? (laughs) (laughs) I love that description. That's it. And her little rawls. Now, that's finally something I can say about performance-wise. The whole performance, like, she wanted to be like a cat. 
Is it? Like, well, what, is there, what was she communicating for a time? She's referencing the rugby union team called the Leicester Tigers. The Leicester Tigers, yes. Well, um, Gothi Kendo was Leicester's chance set a win, seeing as they lost to Liverpool um, from the football on the weekend. <laughs> so she, you know what? I can hear her performance mm-hmm. in, this, in, the th- in, in, the, in the sense that I can hear her going, okay, now pose. Okay, mm. now walk. Now keep on walking. Okay, I'm near the end of the runway. Thank and God. now do that tiger pose. <laughs> Okay, good. You're doing really, really well. Aww. Now let's just keep walking to the right side. Okay, now we're going to do the same pose. Let's just change it, change it up a bit. And then I can hear her process the whole time. <laughs> it's just so awkward. I just feel for her because she looks I so do, uncomfortable. So do I. <laughs> it's just so awkward. Um, You know, bless her socks. She's clearly... Uh, it's a shame, really, because you really get a sense that she's a visually creative and talented person, but she just wasn't able to convey it during this challenge. And No, no, stop right there, because there's no forgiveness. I can't forgive her for that, because a drag race is supposed to be the Olympus of drags. I can't believe that walk the runway. Well, I think Gothi did mention earlier on in the episode that she does have a certain amount of discomfort with certain aspects of her... Of her appearance, you know, she spoke about and not being very happy with her teeth, which is quite touching to hear. It was quite sad to hear her talk about herself in that way because um, she's a cute little thing. And it was such a shame that she didn't think so highly of her appearance or certain aspects of her appearance. I wonder if drag is a form of just real es- escapism from uh, discomfort from her, with her appearance. But then, unfortunately, in this forum, you know, it's different to paint yourself beautiful and take a photo and to look gorgeous and put it out there to the world and to get that boost to your self-esteem that way. It's different to be in a room with people where you've got to walk around and perform while looking gorgeous. And I just I just hope she didn't come away from this kind of like really undermined in terms of self-esteem because I get the sense it's it's quite fragile. Let's look at Gothi Kindle's queen look. It was it was another uh, misfire, unfortunately. Again, for somebody who studied fashion and seems to be quite visually talented, um, there were just numerous bits that, like, the bodice matched her skin tone and made her look topless, which added to her sense of vulnerability, I thought, because she looked half naked. <laughs> and I wanted to put a blanket around her. She looked cold. And then there's, I felt like there was something wrong with the skirt length as well because she was referencing the Queen in the 90s, 50s. Um, and again, kind of like this sort of dior silhouette is what I think she was going for. But it was too short. It should have been more kind of like calf or ankle length, I think. Mm. Below the knee anyway. Um, so that's a shame. Her mug was pretty. The hair was pretty. It looked pretty. Just I didn't like the outfit, and she couldn't, she couldn't walk around very well. <laughs> Again, I just want to give her a hug, <laughs> you know. Don't do this. Stop, <laughs> stop it, please. <laughs> Come here, I'll help you. You just want help, bro. You don't want to put. You don't have to put yourself through this. Please, Gothi. please, Gothi. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no way. <laughs> All right, um, next up we have Scaredy Cat. So my hometown look is mythology, I guess, with nymphs and little robins and flowers. I am the goddess of the forest. 
I am owning what the cat dragged in. I've been pulling through the bushes and scraping through the mud all my way to the runway. What did you think about Scary Kit? Um, there were just lot. There were different elements that didn't quite make sense to me. She referenced mythology. What mythology for a start? Uh, that's a really general statement. And she said it in a way that was like, I guess my outfit's referencing mythology, I guess. It was kind of like, do you want to think that through a bit more? <laughs> um, so she had like this... Can we put that riddle, that shade riddle? <laughs> <laughs> Um, she had that kind of like pre-Raphaelite hair with the kind of bits of ivy and stuff. But then she was wearing like a patchwork coat and a shift dress. Um, and she had like flowers put on pop socks that were coming halfway up her, her calves. And It was a GCSE project. It, it just... That new thing. Yeah. Like she just did a GCSE project and just mm. put it on her because she was going to RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I, I wasn't buying it, to be honest. And let's move on to her queen look. Now, she did the um the queen baby. Do you know, do you know what I, I get from Scaredy Cat is that she's got a fun imagination and she's got good ideas, but the execution isn't there. And so in this case, like, okay, that's that's funny to reference the queen as a toddler. But um, so while she was behaving like a baby and she'd padded her tummy and stuff and she was stomping around, like she'd contoured her face harshly again. So she looked like a gaunt <laughs> skeleton baby. It was weird. Um, you know, when you look at the transformation that queens like the Vivian did, uh, she could have wiped off those those two big black triangles from her cheeks. Mm. She, if you if you if you're portraying yourself as a toddler, you do not need to contour cheekbones. Toddlers have plump little faces. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it was a cop out? I think she just couldn't be bothered changing her makeup. I'll tell you what I think. Again, she had signage. Mm. The same way that Crystal had with the three day. The three day oh, bender. Yeah, she, she had a signage saying, What did it say? Baby Queen. Baby Queen. Like, shut up. Don't yeah. don't spell it out for me literally what you're trying to portray. Yes. Perform it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell, like perform it. I was, you're yeah. coming out with it telling me who you are, then the whole it's just there's nothing there. To be and fair, I just she did perform it. Like she did stomp around like a, a a tantrum well toddler. then she didn't really need it it was yeah. almost a safety net for her just in case it? yeah just in case she didn't know what i was doing yeah this is what it is um you know what i wanted from scaredy cat we've already got the sense that she's scared she's told us she's scared she's yeah. really really oh, i'm scared of everything for her to now do queen elizabeth i wanted her to show us a regal side of scaredy mm. cat you know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to see Scaredy Cat being this regal being. We've seen you being a coward. We've seen you being tentative. We've seen you being scared. This is the best time for you to be like, okay, you know what? There's another side to me. You know? I, I totally agree with you. Mm. I think Scaredy feels more comfortable being silly because that gives the impression that she's kind of not taking it seriously. So if she if she fails, then she'll just be like, Oh, do you know what? I wasn't even taking it seriously. I was just there for a laugh. Yeah. Whereas if she took it, if she took it seriously, it would be like it's more humiliating yes. because you know, like yes. people will laugh at you for trying, 
because she was actually trying that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right, so <laughs> please hide your feelings. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Okay. Next. Next, we have Davina De Campo was next. Mm. I am bringing Brig House on acid. So I got myself my cup of tea from Yorkshire. I got me Yorkshire pudding. I've got the whole horn section, and I am ready for a swing dance. Let's do this. My looks really stand out. Pure panto, and it's pure British. Vina was last, actually, wasn't she? Yeah. Look, I see what I like. I liked it. It was fun. It was camp. Yeah. She was a collage, a walking collage. And it was something for me to just look and digest. Mm. The thing is that she said she was quite panto, but the look was, her look, the way she was walking, was quite very serious. Mm. So is it a, from your point of view, there's a bit of a disconnect between the look and the performance. Definitely a disconnect, 100% that. Um I, I loved the outfit. I thought it was fun. It was camp. It was drag. Um, I loved the plastic hair. It was huge. The the kind of like, again, another sort of like 50s silhouette. Um, I don't have any major criticism. I th- one, one minor criticism. I thought the trumpets were a bit droopy. <laughs> I, you know, they were pointing downwards. It would be great if she'd have found some way in the construction of that garment to make them shoot straight out. Okay. That's it. Cool. Uh, well, tell me what your thoughts are on the Queen look. It was another specific look, wasn't it? Um, the Order of the Garter. Um, and there was, a, again, she she showed how she's a consummate drag queen by turning the outfit into a pun. So she took off the serious, cerebral, academic kind of looking robe to reveal that, because it's Order of the Garter, she was actually wearing a corset with with garters and a garter belt mm. and stuff so that was fun and yeah she walked out there with a sexy little wiggle didn't she mm. Mm. all right so those were the girls mm. um the top three were vivian beggar and something wong and uh-huh. the bottoms were cheryl vinegar and gothy were those your top picks for the top and bottom um i probably would have put scaredy cat in the bottom mm-hmm. um instead of 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 the three that were in the bottom, I probably would have taken Cheryl. What about the, the tops? Um, no, pretty happy with that top three. Definitely the Vivienne Bagger. Love something Wong's mm. runway presentation as well. I really wanted to see Blue Hydrangea in the top. I think that she was a little bit robbed. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know who I would take out to put her there. I think Blue's... Um, Belfast look wasn't massively evocative of Belfast. I wonder if that let her down a little bit. Meh. Anyway, let's get straight into the lip syncs. So we're going into the lip sync. The lip sync is between Vinegar Strokes and Gothic Kendall. The song they're lip syncing to is uh, Dua Lipa, New Rules. Mm-hmm. Now let's get straight into it because this is my favourite part. <laughs> it was one of the most... It was the best lip sync that I could ask for in terms of it was so bad but it was also so good it's one of those lip syncs of two halves wasn't it in the sense that it's the the winner is very clear from the outside well, the, well yes now let's look into gothic Kendall. she's what I call a literal dancer so um, <laughs> every time <laughs> it, it came to like she would she would she would dance with like when the said when the lyrics were heart, yeah. should have heart symbols. Yeah. When it was like the pick up the phone, mm-hmm. should have a phone and she'll put it down. And she's just like, 
she's she's obviously very very awkward she's very very nervous now she she does um a lot of things she's thinking out loud of her performances like she's going one two three four and she's lip-syncing this and mimicking it in her movement but there are no lyrics there mm-hmm. so she's she's in her uh, let's me know she's in her own head yeah um she does she walks across the stage a lot yeah. So she, uh, and to me, she's trying to buy time because when you're standing still and you're looking forward and you're singing, you're lip singing and dancing, you have to perform. But when you're, she finds comfort in transition. Yeah. She's, she finds comfort walking to the other side of the stage because it actually buys her 10 seconds of time to just walk. She barely looks forward. She always looks at the ground. So she's performing at the ground. She's completely shy. She's so nervous. Yeah. I actually just want to walk up to her and give her a hug very much the same i want to walk up to her and give her a hug she's like she's not a performer and i just want to give her gothy i want to give her so much props for just staying me there me too yeah yeah for staying there and just giving her all not doing a charlie fucking <laughs> hide not doing a charlie hide just sitting and pointing and yelling at people on her on her yard <laughs> she actually gave it a go gothy's movements are really small yeah they weren't like she didn't hit the moves. She wasn't. Did she? she was. She, she was so small. It's because she. she because because she didn't want anybody looking at her. Like you exactly. No, I want you to do this for me right now. Do this for me right now. I want you to put your hands out side to side like your Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? How vulnerable do you feel doing that? very strong actually do you actually yes. don't be silly now i want you to put your hands close and just hug yourself can you feel this the difference between the vulnerability that you feel when your hands are out mm. and how more comfortable you feel being in she danced inwards it was a, it, because it was she a was gesture. yeah it was a she was dancing in the fetus mm-hmm. she's uh, something that was very very comforting to her she did not throw her hands out, showing everyone her new rules. This is my rules here. Mm-hmm. She was doing none of that. She was actually dancing really, really inwards. And she also danced to the floor. She looked downwards a lot. And she did what I, she did like the up and uh, the up down. The up down is the, mm-hmm. oh, I want to look up for three seconds and I'm going back down to the bottom yeah. now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dance back down to the bottom. I've, I've, I've already looked up now. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I've already looked at everyone. Yeah. That's it. She's yeah. It was. I, we agree, don't we? That there was something very endearing about her performance, and something quite courageous as well, because she was clearly bloody, way out of her element. Bloody courageous! And she really, really did do her best. Gothy, Gothy, if if you're out there, can I can I choreograph <laughs> something? And I would I will be one of your dancers. I got dancers ready. Nick <laughs> B, me and my dream girls are ready. Uh, Gothy, my uh, I extend this out to you. I will choreograph something for you. You know, to draw contrast, vinegar seemed to be well within her element. Yes, vinegar was vinegar was amazing. Yeah. Vinegar was good. Uh, like vinegar says welcome to the vinegar show and it was the vinegar show you know what you know when she's up there when vinegar was up there dancing do you know when you go to a performance and one of the kids somehow one of the children somehow find their way on stage next to the actor (laughs) and they're dancing and living their life right next to the performer Mm -hmm. that's what i felt like gothic kendall was with, with um Vinegar Strokes. Except the child you're talking about would have been enjoying themselves far more than poor Gothy <laughs> was. Um, vinegar was good. She um she did the she she gave face. It's like mm-hmm. she performed with her face as much as her body. Now you could have just cut off her face. 
mm-hmm. for that performance and watched it and you would have seen the same production because she was telling it she was living it yes. and it, 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 everything exuded from the face yeah. it was the confidence it was a story she was just overall the easy win and not just because she was going up against gothy she was confident she was comfortable on stage she um i like she did i like that she didn't do the backup the mm-hmm. backup um singing parts which gothy did do she mm-hmm. didn't she wasn't a backup singer she's ify she's front stage center um <laughs> what else did i like i didn't i didn't really like that she did the tits thing but i guess that's really really draggy that yeah. is, that's a drag kind i thought of it thing. was fun and camp yeah. and silly mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess I guess I do like it. Yeah. One thing I do like is she obviously won this lip sync, and she was actually quite emotional. Um, and some would I would even say maybe surprised. And I think she exudes a true artist when you're mm. performing. You only just worry about yourself. Yeah. Um, she obviously wasn't looking at Gothy. Maybe she, to me, she she wasn't. She was still going one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Um, regardless of what the other person is doing, um, uh, which to me is an artist. Very, very much so. Like when who was going up against Charlie Hyde? It was Trinity the Turk. Trinity the Turk. Yeah. Like Trinity still went one hundred and twenty fifty percent. Definitely did. Even yeah. though Charlie was just standing on the spot and it was just because you know this is your Charlie time. had a broken rib how dare you and well, diarrhea. diarrhea apparently and she's and she sings she doesn't lip sync yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's uh that's that's my opinion a lot of the time i was focusing more on gothy because she was just so so amazing to watch oh the poor thing her her lack of uh confidence in performance was really apparent wasn't it yeah so um, anyway congratulations uh to vinegar congratulations um, vinegar and the first out is gothy kindle yeah oh. I, time to say goodbye to gothy unfortunately all right so that's what we've got for you for this episode um what do you what do you think what are your thoughts please let us know yep any any way you guys can get in touch with us whether it's a carrier pigeon or <laughs> owl <laughs> sliding smoke into, signal <laughs> or slide into the dms yes we'd love to hear from you all of our millions of listeners <laughs> out there in the world <laughs> yes well thank you for joining us for spilling the gene tea with myself and dr tom we'll see you next week looking forward to seeing you soon guys bye Cheers. bye